Hello everybody and good evening. FPL teacher here, powering through a slight bug to go through the remaining game week 25 matches that were from a week back. Starting with Wolves 1, Spurs 0. We will get what Wolves did specifically in-game, the power passed a Spurs side to register a slight cushion above the relegation zone while looking at what Spurs continue to chop and change in order to push for the top 4 without Rodrigo Bentaco. Wolves, whose 4-2-3-1, or at least what it looked like, surprisingly started Pedro Neto up front alongside Diego Costa as well as Adama Traore. This side really had a slightly more pacey and direct feel moving into the penalty area, unfortunately scuppered by injury. Diego Costa, first and foremost, was quickly injured, so to speak, and was replaced by Raul Jimenez, while Pedro Neto did not last long either as he just returned. The key tactical shift happened at the back, however, as Mario Lemina, usually the platform for Ruben Neves and Matias Nunes to thrive on, retreated extremely deep, tracking one of Spurs' playmakers, usually Harry Kane, all the way to centre-back, where he would drop in between the two centre-backs, eventually being substituted off by a centre-back. While their dilemmas in the first half involved tracking Son into central spaces by using Lamina, it tore Wolves' shapes apart. So instead of having a midfielder drop back, Lopetegui used a centre-back that would move forward to step into the space where Son or Kane or even Richarlison drifted into later on. The drawback, however, was that Wolves had to retreat into a narrower shape up front by losing a midfielder. This meant that Neves, Nunes and Cole had to tuck themselves in to choose to either defend as a 5-4-1 with Raul up front or to be a slightly more aggressive 5-3-2 if Adama Traore defended alongside Raul Jimenez. Instead, yet again, Lopetegui has demonstrated his excellent game management overperforming expectations so far by reacting to yet another threat of Spurs. Pierre Hoiberg has started to grow into the game from central midfield and, in response, Lopetegui brought on yet another ace up his sleeve. Moutinho, the hard-working attacking midfielder, was a breath of fresh air as he could vary between narrow and wide positions at least better than Matthias Nunes, who relied on his skills on the ball. So synchronized was their pressing that they almost resembled Bruno Lage's early reign where Moutinho, Neves, Raul and Adama all pressed up front as a unit of four. And this obviously will not be a strategy that Wolves will continue to employ against better sides. But as it stands, Lopetegui's game management unfortunately doesn't benefit anyone in particular as Adama Traore's winner basically came off Raul Jimenez winning his own matchup against one of Spurs' centre-backs working around the space that targeted Hoiberg. Now, for FPL purposes, it's more important that we target Wolves' defenders, as Lopetegui doesn't revolve his attacking plans around a particular striker, nor do Wolves have a double game week. Really, the opportune moments here lie in the first half, where Mario Lemina is basically mopping up Wolves' mess as they react to their opponent's strategies. This almost directly implies that as Wolves face up against Nottingham Forest at the Forest Stadium, we almost can be certain that Morgan Gibbs-White as well as Brendan Johnson will be part of their plans as Wolves will immediately react to their threat more likely after the break.
Spurs introducing Son on the left side. This time had a slightly lopsided feel as their central midfield positioning was more aggressive on the right side, where Oliver Skip would push ahead of Hoiberg in the initial stages just to back Harry Kane up. The crucial piece of the puzzle here was that Spurs attempted to overload the half spaces of Wolves by outnumbering Lamina in defensive midfield. Son would drift in from the flanks, leaving Perisic all alone on the flanks against Semedo. Meanwhile, Son in the middle would double up against Lamina alongside Harry Kane, who dropped into a more familiar number 10 role. The immediate beneficiaries through Son and Kane's threat were their entire right flank, with Pedro Polo and Kulusevski dominating the early chances. As they lacked the winner and Wolves reacted after half-time, Pierre-Emil Hoiberg was the one that stepped up to the plate from central midfield as their three forwards were eventually matched by Wolves' three centre-backs. So Hoiberg moving into attacking midfield presented a much more all-rounded threat where he could shoot from range or he could play in some of the wingers. Hoiberg himself would create overloads, moving from the left half space into the right half space where he would work alongside Skip to set up chances for Kane. Now, the thing about Spurs attacking three against Wolves centre-back three is a matchup that we have seen Kane thrive in many times. Kane in particular has this tendency to receive the ball with his back to goal turning his opponent and eventually creating a quality shot from distance. Now, once again, Harry Kane from that situation in this particular match produced numerous free kicks before eventually come up, coming up with some of Spurs' best chances, particularly from set pieces where they continued to dominate. Now, this for FPL purposes has two implications. Number one, whenever Spurs come up against a defence that plays three centre-backs, Harry Kane is most likely the star of the show. Secondly, Spurs do have tactical flexibility, particularly in the first half, where they utilize Son to drift into central spaces, much different from the earlier parts of the season where Son would run behind defenses, reminiscent of their 6-1 win over Crystal Palace, so to speak. And in this particular case, Kane was more of a muted threat playing a sister to a sister. So the question comes down to whether you perceive Spurs' wing threat to come to the fore in the upcoming games, especially against Forrest, who are playing for at the back at the moment, or will you foresee Harry Kane using his individual one-to-one -one matchup to shine? Lastly, a quick note on Hoiberg, operating alone in central midfield as Spurs chased the lead in the closing stages. The winner came through a pass that went around his blind side, not through a midfielder that ran through him. Instead, it was a forward that dropped into the number 10 position that would have punished Spurs in this case, and if really there were an opponent coming up that would do so, then he would most certainly take advantage of the space between Spurs' lines. This match served as a great advert for the Premier League as quality players were supplemented by adaptive tactics as Wolves pulled off yet another upset victory over Spurs who continue to be a sleeping giant that can beat big sides such as Chelsea but not show up against Wolves. As we continue to monitor how both sides tactical formations develop with all these players returning from injury potentially, we will also take note of the fact that they are 
in essence the part of the second most interesting teams in the league as the title race the european places and the true teams in the relegation zone continue to chop and change their tactics as well this is fpl teacher bringing up yet another match of one of these relegation sides southampton one leicester nil